Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Lee Goldberg with the law offices of Lee Goldberg. Lee, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage today. Thank you, Lee. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to finally have you on the show. I know we've bounced back and forth on doing this. I am so excited to have you in the program today because you have a pretty unique trajectory as an attorney. And one of the first questions I have for you is, what made you decide to actually start your own firm? Well. LA, I've been in practice for 36 years, started with the big firms, been giving offers with the big firms to join as a partner. There were two things that were going on. Number one, um, I was uncomfortable calling somebody a partner whom I've never met in, in Philadelphia or Miami or Dallas or wherever it was, because I was with those kind of firms. Um, so that was number one. Um, but number two, and more importantly, I have a real personal touch with my clients. Um, you know, some of my clients have been with me for more than 25 years. I have over uh, almost a dozen, not quite, but that have been with me for over 25 years. I have three or four that have been with me for 30. Um, I'm representing second and third generations. I really care about my clients and I have a very hands-on approach. And unfortunately, I don't trust anybody else with them. <laughs> <laughs> So we we talked about this, right? You're at the big firms and you left and you started your own and you built that law firm up. Um, tell us a little bit about the law firm when it was the biggest firm with a couple of offices and take me take us back to that moment in time where you said, you know what? I need to do something different. What an amazing question. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I had gone out on my own and I first started actually with my brother-in-law asked me to open an office in Orange County for a San Diego firm, right? So I did that as a partner there, but then soon went off on my own and, and partnered up with a, a couple of guys that were friends of mine and good lawyers. And we opened up a practice that had uh, two offices and 12 or 15 lawyers and staff. Uh, one office in Beverly Hills, one office in Irvine. Um, and then it got to a point where I was uncomfortable with two things. I was uncomfortable managing other lawyers in a law firm environment. Not that it's, it, I didn't get to enjoy the law of the law firm. I had to be the administrator of the law firm. And I didn't like that very much. Um, but the second thing and more important thing, again, just as I alluded to before, um, I respect every lawyer has their own way of doing things. I have my way of doing things. And when my clients are not taken care of in the way that I want to see them taken care of, and it's coming out of my office, that's really uncomfortable and an embarrassment for me. So... At one point, I just said to my other two partners, listen, 90% of the clients are mine. I'm taking these with me. You could take your shot if you want to take these ones, if you want to try to get these ones. But um, you keep the firm. I'm going off on my own. And I've been like that for almost 20 years. Wow. 
Wow. Congratulations. I love talking <laughs> to, uh, to attorneys who have built their perfect practice and looks like you might be pretty close to building yours. I'm enjoying it. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, <laughs> I love my clients. I love the energy. So that's, that's what I get off on. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do that you really enjoy. Well, I am outside general counsel and I will tell you, Olay, that is a chock full of nuts question because most lawyers don't even really know what general counsel does. Good general counsel. What we do is we are a hybrid between a business professional and a legal professional. All right. We act as part of the C-suite in any corporation. Uh, we are intimately involved in of what I call it, the trifecta. Number one, you're intimately involved at the C-suite level with respect to strategic planning, exit strategies, and then all other strategies of the business, marketing strategies, production strategies, hiring strategies, um, sales strategies, everything. But then the second part is we are also intimately involved every aspect of the internal operations of the company, everything from labor to the marketing department, to the accounting department, to billing, to production, to ordering, to all the equipment needs, real property needs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the internal operations of the corporation. And then the third part of the trifecta is we deal almost exclusively when it comes down to deal making with all of third parties to the company. Now, whether those are clients or customers, trade suppliers, trade creditors, outside contractors, uh, to give you an example, your insurance brokers, your bankers, your um, accounting specialists, your other specialized legal fields, we deal with all of that. Plus, Almost every business has some regulatory aspect to them. So we also have to deal with the government and regulatory aspect. Bottom line is, if I say it this way, we are the CEO's best friend and right arm to make everything that that CEO envisions his company or her company come to fruition. Everything focused on profitability, but I'm a lawyer. So it's a limitation of exposure is the way we set this up and do it, right? More profits, less exposure means success. I love that business focus uh, that you really bring to, uh, to work with your clients. You mentioned you're working with you know, second generation, third generation. Have you worked with clients through a succession and, and how did that go? I, I have actually a couple of times. Um, and as you might imagine, some go well and some do not. <laughs> the, the ones that do not, I could predict because they're the ones with emotional tumult in the family. Uh, it, it, by the way, every family has it, but I could see the extent when brothers and sisters don't respect each other, okay? Or, bro or children don't respect the surviving spouse, typically the mother. Um, so I've seen that before, but... Uh, my job is to help the succession go the way that the owners wanted it. So I start 
way earlier than the passing of a, the upper level or the grandfather, the father, or whatever it turns into, the grandmother, the mother. Um, I start way earlier. I sit down with them earlier. What do you see? Because we talk about, like I said, we talk about exit strategies. Your exit strategies plan from the beginning. I know at the beginning of my representation what the client wants at that time as their exit strategy, because I have a theory. If you don't know precisely where you're going, you're going to get to that exact place of nowhere in particular. All right. So because I know these exit strategies, because we plan these exit strategies, the entire company is built around and strategized around getting to that point. So usually the children are, are already brought in. And especially if they're part of the business, they're already managers or officers in the business by that time. That has to be a cool experience to actually, you know, facilitate that transition. And then now we're working with the new generation. That's got to be a lot of fun. It, it is very gratifying. This is what I love about my practice. I am, um, you know, I am more like an old time consigliere. I go to weddings, funerals, quinceañeras, council on prenup agreements. I help them get out of their marriages. I don't do all the work. Of course, I bring in the professionals, do it for them, but I manage all of that. And I'm part of their families and they're, they're in, they're a part of me too. They get to know my life a little bit as well. And it's, if that is the gratifying part is the relationships. I build my entire practice and frankly, my entire life based upon relationships, nothing in the short term. So attorney entrepreneurs, I want you to hear how Lee is, is discussing his practice because we haven't talked about any nitty gritties about law. It's all about his clients and their situation and how he feels in his relationship with his clients. And you know what? It's going to set him apart from every other outside general counsel that may, uh, may come by. Um, and Lee, I happen to know someone that I think you, you might've worked with Gary Johnson. Is that right? I do work with Gary. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, Gary's fantastic. And I can, I can see that there, like you're definitely separating yourself and just in terms of how you communicate from virtually every other outside general counsel I've ever met. So that's, that's fantastic and phenomenally. Um, so attorney entrepreneurs take note. Um, one of the things you mentioned Lee, and, and as we were, you know, figuring out how we're going to do this podcast today is, um, you really like to get better clients and maybe even some more of them than you have today. And so what's a really good client for you? Oh, my ideal client is a client that's looking for a long-term relationship that has a company that's at least doing 5 million in gross sales, um, that understands that it's more important for them to work in their business. I mean, on their business than in their business. All right. Because that's where I help them the most. Um, and that has a vision for what they want when it's all said and done. I never use the word retirement because my clients don't retire. They just go on to another phase of their life that they wish to enjoy. And my job to help them get there. And I, I really, that's, that is the most gratifying part because I have taken, 
a half a dozen, maybe more clients from cradle to tombstone, not cradle to grave, mind you, cradle to, you know, tombstones, that little plexiglass trophy they give you when you close a very big transaction. <laughs> ah, okay. Got it. <laughs> All right. So I've taken many of them from cradle to tombstone and, you know, I only take on new clients as I lose clients because I'm very involved with my clients. All right. I happened over the last three years to have sold off three or four clients. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, it's wonderful. It's wonderful for them and the families. And, um, one of them, which in the first time of my career has happened is the company that took over the client, bought the client, wanted me to stay on as general counsel. Uh, and their counsel was a very, I'm not going to name the name of the firm but a very well-respected national law firm, uh, centered in Chicago. And while I still answer to them as the acquiring company's general counsel, I'm general, still general counsel to this company. And that's, I don't think my client is staying on for another three years. Oh, very that's all done. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like um, I, I do have room for three more clients. Okay. Very cool. And you know, so it's great that you know that, right? You have as a solo, you have a fixed capacity and you've cl clearly identified how many clients you can take on. You know, the exact kind of clients you're looking for. I suspect you're pretty choosy when it comes to taking on new clients. What for you is uh, the biggest challenge when it comes to, um, when it comes to, to actually acquiring clients? Oh, the biggest challenge. I use the same. I hope that my clients use the approach that I use with them. And it's the same approach when I hook up a client with any service provider. I happen to know 10 or 12 or even more really good, reputable service providers to any of my clients. I mean, whether it's financial, whether it's insurance, whether it's banking, whether it's, it, it doesn't really matter. All right. You got to pick the right one that works with the personality and operating type, all right? They got to be able to understand each other and communicate with each other. To give you an example, if I, I have some clients that um, I don't want to generalize, but they are in the machining industry, they're not going to deal well with some ivory tower lawyer that doesn't even speak the same language that they speak, all right? So I have to figure that out. I look to the same thing when I look for my clients. Can I satisfy my needs and can we communicate where we understand and trust each other? And that's really important. I have to trust that client as much as that client has to trust me. It's that simple. So when we're talking about, you know, acquiring more clients and really good clients, typically they fall into kind of, I'll just say two buckets. One is uh, the challenge around, you know, leads or or potential clients. So getting those referrals, getting those inquiries, getting those potential clients. The second piece is around actually converting those potential clients into actual clients. Um, which would you say is is more of a challenge? I respectfully turn down more clients than I take. Ah, okay. Because I can't help them. Not because I don't like them or I because I the way I do business won't help them and they won't be open to the way I do business. And I could see that pretty readily. I, I, I will tell you this. Um, um, if you 
don't have that. I, I told you that what I do is the CEO's best friend. If I can't get to that point with the CEO, there's no reason for them to have me. They could just hire some other person, another lawyer out there that is just service oriented. I will do what you ask me to do. I'm not going to look at your company, make suggestions of how to clean things up, fix things, operate more efficiently, reduce your exposure. I'm not going to do that. If you get in trouble, I'll fix it. If you've got a contract, I'll review it and negotiate it. You know, that's what most lawyers do. I don't, I don't do that. And attorney entrepreneurs, this is, I think, one of the really awesome things about, about lawyers is you can have, you know, outside general counsel and a lot of those outside general counsels operate differently. Yes. And so then the issue for you as a, as a, a attorney entrepreneur, if you're looking to build your book of business and bring in some really selective clients, the clients you love to work with, like Lee's identified, he's identified his ideal client and that's all he wants to take on, which I absolutely love. If you're in that boat as well, it really comes down to educating your referral sources and oftentimes educating your competition so that they know, oh my gosh, when I get someone that just falls into this specific, really, really tight, you know, set of constraints, that's going to be a great client for, for you. And they actually make that call, make that referral. And uh, Lee, that's really courageous of you to narrow that focus as tight as you have. Also, one of the, you know, one of the challenges that, that we run into when we're working with attorneys is they're hesitant to make that tight of a, of a definition around clients because they're afraid they're going to lose out on business and, and you don't have that. And that's fantastic. Well, that, that's, that's, thank you. I appreciate that. Olay. I, I will tell you, that's one of the benefits of just being really calm about your business, being comfortable with what you offer. And being comfortable that others will see it and the right ones will see it. And the ones that you shouldn't be working with, they won't see it. It's okay. It works out good. And that's why, um, that's really why I went on to my solo practice to be able to do that, you know, be able to enjoy my business and my life and be effective because I will not enjoy my business unless I'm effective. I just won't. Love that. And so for all you attorney entrepreneurs that are listening, you don't just need to grow, 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 grow. It's really about defining the kind of practice you want and understanding, look, here's how much business I can take on comfortably. And knowing that that amount of business is going to meet your needs and your aspirations. And then, you know, designing your practice from there and, and Lee, I can tell you've done a, a lot of great work with my colleague, Gary Johnson, because you've got a lot of that stuff buttoned up. And uh, as we as we talked about, you know, educating your referral sources and just doubling down on that because everyone forgets, don't they? They all forget about what we do unless we're, we're, unless we're back in front of them and having those conversations again. Thank you, Lee. I, I, I appreciate all of those kind words. The, the reality is I do the best I can, man. I do the best I can to live a good life, to help people that I can. And that's all you get in business. I mean, you get a lot more in life, but that's all you get in business, right? Make some really good relations, make some really good contacts, gain respect, give respect and honor and dignity and loyalty. 
Those are all the things that make business what it really is. All that outskirt stuff and all that other stuff, that's what everybody's running away from. They're running toward the things I'm talking about. And it's very hard because people these days, unfortunately, think you have to be mean or tough or scurrilous or whatever it is to be successful in business. And after 36 years, uh, that ain't it at all, frankly. That's you have great to be you say that. Right. <laughs> uh, so, Lee, what excites you about your law firm and your business for the next year, year and a half? Ooh, the next year, year and a half. Um, what I've done is um, I, I just went through some uh, personal medical things. I'm fine. Everything's fine. That's good to hear. But it's made me look at things a little differently. Um, and so... I see in this next year and a half um, molding more of uh, my personal self-care into my practice, meaning um, I'm going to bring my lifestyle to my clients so they could also enjoy health. Oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun, too. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I have a year and a year and a half, I, like I said, I've represented a lot of clients for a long time. I think in that year and year and a half, I'm going to have another two or three companies sell because they're positioned, they're ready, right? It's just a crummy time right now because cash is really tight. M&A cash is tight. Finance is tight. Business finance is tight. There are really unusual ways we're getting capital these days. You got to wait till that cools down a little bit so you can get the best value for your company. Yeah. Well, that, that might down. be another year, year and a half, but these things are in the works. Awesome. And if people want to reach out to you and connect, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, the best way to get a hold of me is on my via email. It's Lee, L E E, at callawyers.com. That's C A L L A W Y E R S.com. That's the best way. They certainly can give me a call. By the way, I give everybody my cell phone. So my cell phone is like... Oh, no, no, no. Don't give your cell phone out in the air. Please don't do that. I have, they have like... Uh, the, it gets into the show notes and the transcripts. And then the next thing you know, there's like bots calling you. Thank you very much. No worries. <laughs> Um, but Lee, thank you so much for being on, on the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. And I really enjoyed hearing your story. And thank you for sharing your tips on, on client acquisition. Thank you, Lee, for having me. This has been a real pleasure. You're a real gentleman. And uh, I, I, I know why you're so successful. I could see it in your disposition. You're a great guy and very smart, very, very focused. I appreciate that. Thank you. We're right, right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, that is Lee Goldberg with the Law Offices of Lee Goldberg. Yes, it is. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL 
is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Alej Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.